Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence, learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. We haven't had a show with callers in a long while, and I am super jazzed for one today. I am in New York City, where the day started in the low 30s near freezing, so I am vicariously feeling the 75-degree weather near Sao Paulo, Brazil, where my first caller is. And I am delighted to welcome Tulio to the show. Tulio, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hi, Molly. Thank you. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here with you. Yeah, I'm here near Sao Paulo. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't visited your lovely country. And were you born where you're living now? No, no. I'm near from the city that I, I was born. I'm between Sao Paulo and Rio. I'm in the mountains here. I'm thinking that I'm, I'm near from maybe two or three hours from Rio and two or three hours and a half of Sao Paulo. I'm in the middle of the cities here in the mountains. Lovely. Well, I hope to visit some point and I speak zero Portuguese. So I just want to shout out for you and their courage. I appreciate how great your English <laughs> is. And I apologize for having zero Portuguese. Um, and we crossed paths on LinkedIn, which is such a great platform. You know, we would never otherwise have crossed paths. So it's really been fun to be part of the same community. Um, and yeah. you've been a great supporter of all things Say It Skillfully. So I'm curious what... Um, tough conversation or challenging situations on your mind. And I had a lot of situations since I was a child that I needed to learn how to be um, beyond um, bad situations. Like I had, I, I experienced bullying in the school. Uh, my family came from a Catholic culture. I studied in a Catholic school and I had a lot of bullying there because I always was um, some kind of introspective guy. I always loved poem. I always loved philosophy. And I always loved music. I appreciate that. And I got, want to congratulate you. And I know, especially on live radio, it can be a little nerve wracking to be speaking in another language. So I appreciate you uh, bearing with me. And, and I'm sorry for the bullying that you had in school and um you know with the catholic school it just seems that that is really hard for young people and um i'm hearing that you really had an introspective love of poetry philosophy and music so you were able to stay within yourself Julio. so that's really great and strange staying true to yourself as a child is not easy right so kudos to you for that now in the workplace do you have a particular, because you've seen the videos, is there a tough conversation that you would like to have or uh, that you see strug- other people struggle with? Well, uh, at first, I can say that he told me that uh, you need to go out from a company and work hard there, prospecting on other companies, is something like that. But for other guys, two guys, because we, uh, I, I, start this with more three guys and two guys were were 
in how can I say in her um, in his more 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 near from him, um, and I I I thought oh it is strange but okay I will do that I will work harder but I started to see that it's not going um, like this like like the mother that he told me and I thought something too strange I think I I, I realized it, that. Uh, something was special between him and these two guys. And I started to see that I was uh, competing. And, but I was competing against the judge. <laughs> mm, I see. So you've, got, oh, so you've got a manager who has, there's a team of three. Two of the folks to you appear like they're closer to the manager you're being treated a bit differently. Maybe your sense is feeling that you need to work harder. Is that it? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's it. That's a tough one. So I appreciate you bringing it up to Leo. And, you know, part of it is figuring out, gosh, am I being insecure? Am I seeing it, you know, in a biased way? And that's just for you to ask. And when you can see that you're being asked to do something different and the other people aren't, that look, seems pretty clear. Um, mm. And I think, you know, if you don't know someone super well, it's a matter of trust, but it sounds like early on, you really did trust the person. So one thing that might be helpful is just saying, hey, you know, I'm noticing that I'm doing these things. And I was wondering if um, all of us are, 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 are working in the same way and just not making it wrong, but just asking, are, are, do we have the same assignments? We have different assignments. I'm just trying to understand. And I call that just being curious. So, you know, if something seems weird to you, rather than keep it inside, find a way to be upfront and just say, hey, I'm just wondering if I'm seeing this the right way. Um, and I, you know, I'm just curious and see how they respond. So if they're defensive well tulio and you feel oh wow i i wasn't or you they may or it might be something that frankly they're not aware of and you're helping them by bringing it to their attention yeah i'll just pause that right so it's not like you necessarily could solve it but you want to be dealing with facts about a situation not your perception only so you want to validate that what's going on is in fact Uh, the situation. Okay, my friend, I appreciate your sharing this. And it's a lot. I'm really I'm most proud of you for persevering in the English for, for us and for listeners around the world. If English isn't your first language, know that you you get better by practicing. I, um, I see that you tried to make it work. So what I would say to Leo is good for you to try. And seeing the writing on the wall, if you don't have a boss, who's really supportive of you, that's a big piece of information. Mm-hmm. And, and not to think that you can, um, by sheer results, necessarily change that, right? So the relationship part, it seems to me, right? It wasn't there. And you know, don't make yourself bad or wrong. I know you're stronger for it. Um, but I could imagine it's kind of stressful, you know, when you're working, working, trying to like dig yourself out. And sometimes, you know, if it's not a clicking relationship, that's okay. And you can let it go. You can let yeah. it go. Okay. Yeah, exactly. um, I want to thank you for joining you. You know how to reach me. Um, if I can be of any help, I thank you for 
being part of the solution. And uh, I'm always cheering for you, Tulio. You take good care. Thank you, Molly. For me, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, what a brave soul. I love it. Um, okay, we are leaving that warm weather and we're heading back to the New York area. And I'm really excited that Cyril is joining us. Hi, Cyril. Welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hi, Molly. Thank you for having me in your show. Well, I'm thrilled and I'm wondering what is top of mind for you? Well, actually, um, it's about how to, let's say, skillfully to, to people that you are not interested in a certain topic. Uh, since COVID, uh, since we work more and more from home, home office, obviously, people are much easier reachable during the day because they are not traveling. So you interact much more than I would say I did uh, before. And often people come up with certain things and then I'm in a call and I somehow don't get out anymore because suddenly it gets distracted from what the call was originally uh, for. And Sometimes for me, it's extremely difficult to interrupt people and say, listen, I'm not uh, interested in the topic at all, or I don't have uh, no time. And I even realized I often end up to say, oh, let's talk later on that. I have to go or I have another call. But the worst thing is then people come up with the topic again and then try to catch up and I don't somehow don't get out of it. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I'm very empathetic. Say a bit more. Are these, um, are they networking? Are they um, meeting? You know, when people typically when people come together in a meeting, there's a bit of a, an objective or trying to do something. So, um, just give listeners a bit of context how this is happening where people can go what I call off the rails. Uh, it's mainly in uh, relationships which I have uh, on a personal level too. Uh, because in business, I think it's much easier, first of all, as the other side also wants to be very efficient. Uh, it's mostly linked to uh, personal relationships and then and that's, I think, is the reason why it's so difficult to get out uh, in order not to hurt someone or to be uh, somehow, uh, it, it could get a, a bad vibe into the relationship if you tell someone, okay, I'm not really interested in what you are now launching or whatever. Uh, it's mainly relationships which exist uh, on a personal level. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Cause that changes it um, considerably and they're longstanding and presumably they're people we want to continue to honor and to be in good relationship with. So um, two things come to mind and we'll just throw this out there. One is that if you know, someone has the tendency to do this, so it's an established behavioral pattern, you can be, a bit more upfront going into calls and and setting time boundaries or being clear on the topic and what you want to take away from it. Even though it's a personal conversation, you can still let folks go, oh, I'm really excited about this and I really would love to get this out of the call. 
so that you've put that up front out there. We call that the shared reality of why we're having, you know, part of this conversation. If you've done that, when you go into the call and someone goes off the rails and I could imagine it gets uncomfortable. um, I think for listeners know that there are folks that they, they, they kind of can't, there's no brake pedal. Once they get going, they just keep going, going. They literally can't stop. It's just so, so the ability to do a, oh, you have to be a little bit inter- interrupting. Oh, I'm really sorry to interrupt. This is the apology. I can see how enthusiastic, how passionate, how engaged you are with this topic, which I love. So that's positive. You're positive about their energy. And I just have to say, I, you know, as I had mentioned, I was really interested in X. And this is a little bit off topic for me right now. And I'm wondering if we could switch back to the the point. And typically they'll go there. They don't even know they've gone so far deep, but you have to know that they can't control that very well. That is something that's just about how they relate. I have some folks that I know and I budget more time because I know that it's not, they just, that's what they need to do. They need to get it all out. They have to process all that before they can move on. So let me just pause there. Does that, does that make sense, Cyril? Yes, uh, I I realized that most of these calls uh, happen in a way that people reach out to me and say, oh, uh, I would like to talk with you on something specific. Uh, I, I have an idea. And so far, I was always open to listen uh, because usually if you don't listen, you don't uh, learn new things and uh, you might even miss opportunities and so I'm always open to hear about new ideas from especially uh, smart people. But as you mentioned, it's often then so difficult to stop because these people talk then without any pause, without breathing. And <laughs> it's for me then very weird to step in like, hey, what? to my surprise, I can do this very well in a professional environment when I was uh, leading or managing people to stop in a meeting uh, to keep uh, the schedules. That was no, never, ever an issue. But on a pro, uh, personal level, I think I have here much more uh, problems to do that. So say a bit more about the problems, just because this all starts with the relationship with ourselves, right? And so Say a bit more about what you're worried about. You mean worried about... By interrupting, uh, if you were to interrupt, let's say. Well, it, I think probably to, to cause some bad feelings on the other side. Yeah, uh, yeah. To not be an active listener, uh, <laughs> because yeah. you always... If you were in sales, uh, uh, most of your life you learned to listen and not yeah. to speak. Yeah. And uh, so you are used to it, uh, to listen to things which even sometimes are not important or uh, not important for the business, but it's your client. You listen to him yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's good to be transparent about whatever you're worried about with a person. So let's just say Benjamin and Benjamin's a friend, Benjamin called Benjamin. Okay. This is great. Let me just cut in for a bit 
And, you know, this has been about 15, 20 minutes, whatever the amount of time is. So just kind of give a, well, I had no idea, you know, 15 minutes. And right. I, um, I think I've heard a, a lot. This is what I've heard. So you do a bit of a summary, you know, and just net it out. And I'm going to be really upfront. I think that I can't be helpful for you, or I think someone else could be helpful for you, or I, I, I think I don't, this isn't something um, that's going to be a fit for me. And I don't want to um, take more of your time. So you've got to find a way to be upfront that you don't want more information rather than punting it to another call. But at the same time, honoring that you appreciate the time, the energy, but you could see that it's not a fit for what you're doing in a neutral, nice, you know, bring other, if you have other ideas, I'm really open to them, but I really appreciate your sharing. If they say, but, 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 oh, but if I met something, well, why don't you do a quick summary? Cause I, it's been a lot. And so try to get them to net it out for you. And in doing that, it is about a bit of being in service to them. Um, for people in a client situation, this would be something where I'd be really upfront and say, okay, we all know that you have great ideas and that sometimes you get lost in the trees, right? So it's an upfront thing. They know that they're working on it. In this case, they may not have the awareness as a friend. You could help them realize, you know, instead of lot, I'm a little lost. It's too much. I could imagine if someone, if you were pitching this to someone, they'd be really lost. How about if you try netting it out? So you turn into a partner to the person to potentially help them. So again, this depends on the relationship with the person, but that's another option. How's that landing? No, that's, uh, that's landing very well. And, uh, also for me as a takeaway for sure it is a bit to structure the the, the personal calls in the future <laughs> that happen on a on a zoom or uh, on even on the phone a bit more like business to say look i have five or ten minutes uh and to clearly set a bit uh, the boundaries otherwise i end up spending my time on the phone or on zooms i don't really want to be <laughs> Yeah. And, and I hear you on this. I will say that in COVID there I've, I've had um, I've, I've extended my boundaries because sometimes someone calls and you can tell they need, they need to be heard. Right. And I would be just like, okay. And I would just stay and listen and listen and listen for what you might think, like, what's the point, but you know, people are close to you and sometimes they really, they just need to be heard. And so I found myself, making more time for things like that, which I think were, was good for me too. So I don't want to, I, I think people can give themselves permission to not feel like you have to be so productive that everything has to be about getting this done, dotting this I, crossing this T. Because I think part of what I'm sensing from a lot of people in the world is that need to really relate. Um, I think for the folks who may have this tendency to go on and on and on, the, the ones that I work with, they don't want they're not trying to take up a lot of time. They're not super aware. It's a habit. They have a lot in their head and they just kind of keep going. So the ones that I've worked with who want to be more interactive are really open to being helped so that they're not droning on and on, right? Because no one wants to be the person where people are rolling their eyes like, oh my God, here he or she goes again, right? <laughs> no one wants to be that. So, And we've all done it, by the way, present company right here. So I want to encourage folks to feel good about helping 
um, people be a bit more short and sweet uh, when that's really appropriate because that's going to help um, us communicate and really um, understand each other. Um, okay. I appreciate your joining in, Cheryl. I hope that's helpful. Keep me posted on those future calls and um, you know how to reach me. I'm, I'm okay. You. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Cheryl. You take Bye-bye. care. Ciao, ciao. Thank you, Molly. Okay. Now we are heading down the coast. I don't know what the temperature is in DC, but I, uh, we have Claire on the line. Claire, how are you doing? Hi, Molly. I'm doing fine. Thanks for taking my call. Well, I appreciate you making the time. And I am wondering what uh, challenging conversation or sensitive situation is on your mind. Sure. Well, what has been on my mind lately is retirement. (laughs) So I guess technically early retirement, I'm in my late 50s, but I am trying to sort of take those steps Um, toward planning what I want to do and how I want to handle it and what kind of conversations I want to have at work. Um, So, you know, do I want to do a phased retirement and how will that, you know, be received? Um, So I'm just interested in sort of um, chatting with you and hearing your thoughts. Maybe you have questions that will challenge me a bit that will get me thinking and prepare me for these conversations I have ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing it up. It's exciting. So I want to congratulate you because it's, uh, you know, you've worked really hard your whole career and have a chance to create some space for other pursuits is super exciting. So that's, um, thank you. you know, yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Um, so, you know, I think the, the, the toughest part for a lot of folks in their career is really knowing the, the what I, you know, what Claire wants um, and what, what's meaningful and what matters. And so just, and I, I have a little pie chart, I call it Molly Inc., you know, Claire Inc., but it's thinking about the way um, we impact the world. And I want to encourage all folks that, you know, we have really amazing um, opportunities, you can call them, you can call them problems in the world. And we need every able-bodied, you know, person of all ages uh, applied to whatever you're passionate about to help make the world better, right? There's just no lack of really meaningful, important work to be done. So I want to encourage folks, while you may not be paid in your day job, the ability to add value um, and, and create impact is huge and potentially bigger um, in retirement because of the broad experience one has. And so to think about that as maybe not work for pay, but, you know, um, professional endeavors of other sorts. Um, and I think sometimes people haven't thought about that. And the intersection of public sector, sector, private sector, and the citizen sector, you know, when people can tr- cross those paths, those that's where we really solve the problems because the integration is really key. So yeah. I, I might just think about as a self assessment, just, hey, what do you rock at? What are the, where are the environments you've worked on? What have you done well? And just kind of have a bit of a, what is the sweet spot and what brings you joy about your work? And knowing that- I think that, that's it, a, a really good rip, um, a thought. You mentioned passion and that really um, hit me because I am a person of passion that pours everything into my job. It is my my life's work. It's passion-driven. 
Um, and I guess I haven't thought about who and what am I without that, because it is such a big part of me. Um, so that that's going to have to be planned for, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, this right. is, I, I, yeah. I'd love yeah. to hear more about the Molly pie chart, because when you mention a pie chart, I, I see passion being a big part of my pie chart. Um, so, yes, well, well, your pie chart. Yeah, go. So the pie chart thing, we'll go with the passion and the pie chart. So, you know, I, I think each each of us has had um, has created value in certain ways for the job because that's why we're there. When you broaden that out, if you think about what are you great at, for example, you know, and and or what what spaces are you an expert in, and and I love the sticky note exercises, those colorful sticky ones. To start, just get it out there, and and it's a creative opportunity. Like where are the where are the things I excel at? What are the things I I hate? I don't like to do because this is just getting to know ourselves. It's a lifetime's journey. This is part of it. And then you know when you think about the going to work, if one's been going to work for quite a few decades, you know you're getting a lot out of it. And so is it the the community? You know what what are the interactions? Because when one's at home, retired, you know, I don't know how much coffee people can drink or papers you can read or golf <laughs> you can play, right? You're like, okay, here I am. So thinking about, right. you know, what, what, what are you doing at work? That's kind of just part of the program, but what of it is serving you and making yeah. sure that, 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 that you're, you know, you're clear on that is a, it's just, it's understanding the current state and what works about it and why you're happy. Right. Sure. I, I've heard people say you, you have to retire to something, um, not, not to avoid. Um, and I get that. I also think um, it's okay to take some time and let some answers emerge. Um, just rolling right to the next thing may not give you that space. And I think that's part of um, retirement is finding parts of yourself that maybe have been dormant and you can, can bring out. Um, but I, I definitely know that I'm, as I said, that that passion part of me will emerge. I, I know it's there. I know it will always be there. So I'm not too worried about um, finding things that uh, drive, uh, drive me and give my, um, life meaning and value. Um, but I do wonder if I need to let that shift and, and use a different part of my brain for a while. Um, so those are the kind of things I'm, I'm thinking about um, in addition to many other questions about timing and uh, a phased retirement and sort of the succession planning part of it, staying to 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 train uh, a successor. Um, so it's a lot of it's sort of a jumble of questions that um, I need to begin to organize and start to answer um, to move forward to yeah. that conversation that I will have one day. Um, with the leadership where I, where I sort of sketch out um, my plans. Yeah. Here's a way to simplify. There's the what, and then there's the how. The how, having had decades of a career, I'm going to just 
go on a fence and say, you can do the how. So the how will happen. Mm-hmm. The what part I would, um, and it's it's hard because the how fills a lot of space because there's a lot of details and, you can, and that you have to give yourself permission to know that that will get handled. If you said more, say more about like, what are you passionate about right now? Um, what are some areas that are even a little bit interesting to you right now? Just to, again, just to kind of brainstorm a little bit. Sure, sure. Well, my lifelong, truly lifelong um, interest is uh, around environmental issues, uh, sustainability, and that's where I've, you know, poured my my time and and talents into, and it that won't go away. But it's an area that I've plumbed and worked in for a long time. And so the things I think about are what are the elements within that that I'm good at that could be applied to other issues? Um, Just because that's part of retirement is variety, you know, sort of freshening things up. So uh, I'm a leader. I'm an organizer. Um, I love wearing lots of different hats in my job. I love to bring creativity into my job. Um, so those are the things that come naturally to, to me in anything I'm involved in, um, you know, just in my volunteer activities and, and things outside of work. So, um, but I, but I do wonder if I just sort of need to, um, Take a break, short one, long one, I don't know, from my, my profession um, and, and those issues. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That my guest, um, and I'll get you the information last week, is um, totally the climate change part of it helped uh, got Cisco to create a $100 million climate fund. Is just very, very passionate about this space. And I, I might you know, have you think about like what, you know, if you had the clear vision of the world from the environment, you know, what would that vision be in a world of X, right? And then next level is what's the theory of change, given that you have such range of your experience? I mean, you're like sold people like that kind of, I mean, that it's amazing what you have done and you have a lot of value. And so what's the theory of change? What needs to change in the world? Where, where, um, are, are you able to insert to affect that change for impact? Because the passion part I got, you're going to be like totally into it. I'm not worried about that. And I, I, I look at this to be a little selfish is that you'd like to apply your limited time, right? And in, in retirement on something that you feel like is going to have meaningful impact. And that's a, that's a strategy question. Right, because uh, this is the story of the young person who's in the rice fields, you know, working, and the person's like, you know, you could be working in the fields helping us, you know, drain water, or you could be in Washington changing policy in the world and helping this not be an issue anymore. So it's just understanding where in the food chain you might have the greatest impact. And you know, for people more seasoned and senior, serving on different boards can be a very pivotal role. Um, different kinds of associations or organizations that are drafting policy. There's just so many facets and you seem to have a lot of range. So just mapping out, you know, 
and not that you have to admit this, I'm sure lots of people have talked about this, you know, the theory of change, but, you know, there's parts of it that you're like, hey, you know, 20 years from now, if you look back, hey, I had a, I had a role in, you know, moving the needle here and that feels really great. Um, and that just helps you, you know, um, make best of use of your time because in that Molly Inc., right, there is tennis and there is yoga and there is family and there is all this other stuff, right? And we want to nurture the whole self. And and so I just encourage folks to have that yeah, level of I, intention. I, I do like that idea of, of, of a list of priorities. Maybe that's part of what you're referring to with a pie chart is just trying to um, assert more control over your time in retirement. I think that's a big reason why people retire is um, they want to spend time with people that they haven't <laughs> over the past X decades. And there are fewer opportunities to, um, to make that happen. And so you want to take full advantage of that. So that's, that's another part of it is, is just um, I'm someone who could easily find myself into the next thing um, devoting a lot of time and and not sticking to the overall goals of retirement, whatever they may be, um, if they're seeing family and friends that are um, cast around the world that I haven't had a chance to spend time with. So, yeah, I think I need to sort of really lock down those priorities um, before stepping into um new ventures that in the end end up looking a lot back, like work again. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the same brain processes I'm yeah. forward to, as I said, sort of um, rewiring parts of the brain that, that I haven't had a chance to, to use all these years. Yeah. I see. I feel a sense of wanting to be free. And I think that that's super exciting. The, um, and and I go I get that the personal and the professional get melded, but I do think there's I can hear it like there's a certain amount of the personal stuff that this non negotiable check right, mm-hmm. and then the 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 professional part and I think having one's own purpose. I mean I did a whole exercise in this. I know why I'm on the planet and what I want to do, and it's just super crystal clear for me. And yep. when you have that, it then really helps you ensure that every activity is something that's going to bring you great joy and impact. And I, I can't explain it to people other than you just know that you're in the sweet spot. And so your ability to think about the high level part um, and really anchor that. And it's, it's that less is more thing. It's hard. You know, like mm-hmm. what is it that really, like, why am I here from a work standpoint to make a difference? And then to be able to serve those who do it just, and then it isn't like work. I I know this sounds really crazy, but like, Hey, you do it for free, you know, and sometimes you do do it for free, but that's like the ultimate. So it's a really, it's a really, really, really fun thing. And to your point about the plan, I, when you've had such a longstanding committed career, leaving on your terms, the ability to parlay and, take best advantage of all the connections as, as you have, as you evolve, um, can, can be very gratifying to leave on your terms. Um, I know sometimes it can feel like I need some space. Well, maybe that's take some time, 
know, maybe it's a month, maybe it's six months, but the ability to make sure that you take most advantage of the infrastructure that you have as you launch out um, can be something that people are like, well, I wish I had not gone so fast because it felt good right. to get to the grass is greener, right? And they're like, right. oh, the grass isn't, it's a little yellow. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. That's a common problem with retirement. And I think, um, you know, I would, you know, certainly want to broach the subject of a phased retirement, like I said, and, and working to um, help them identify a replacement and, and training and working with that successor. If I have, if I have the time to do that, I'd like to offer that. Um, and it's uh, yeah, sort of a trial, trial retirement. Um, is there a, uh, I mean, I'm, is there something about it that um, when you hear the word, is it all joy, all excitement? Is there fear? Like sh- share a bit about what comes up for you when you even use the word retirement. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, <laughs> it's a really good question. I Surprisingly, there might be a little more fear in there than I um, might be willing to admit. Um, you know, I, 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 feel, I feel ready. Um, I feel good about my record. I've been able to do more than I could ever have dreamed. Um, but I, I, I do think that fear will go away with a halfway decent plan, you know, even if it's a flexible one that I can toss out and adopt another. But that's where it comes back to this idea of retiring to something, to have some, some kind of structure, um, even if it's a loose structure. Um, yeah. because again, I, I am someone who is going to want to dig in on something. So, um, uh, unpack the fear, like what's the, this, what might be, what, what well, might be I, the fears? Yeah. I think with a lot of people, there's that fear of, uh, irrelevancy. Um, I'm sort of a go-to person on this topic and I can, call anyone on the, on the issues I'm working on. And, and, and that, that part can go away uh, overnight. Um, so do, do I care? Maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But that's a pretty, that's a pretty big change. Um, so um, I think that's, that's, that's probably it. Again, you know, I said before, I think that I'm someone who won't have uh, trouble finding a new passion and filling that void. But I think I'm going to realize I probably need that sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think planning for that is going to be pretty crucial. Yeah. Hearing that, and that's totally, totally legit. I, it, the the notion of truly being grounded in yourself, um, you know what you are doing, um, what you're great at, what matters to you, why you're here, that that is like foundational, it's bedrock. 
Mm-hmm. When you can really feel comfortable in articulating that, that can't be taken away. And um, short of that, I think it's pretty destabilizing because that a lot of folks are something because of their job, because of their title, because of their organization. And so it's great to to do as you're thinking this prep work. And I really applaud that because I think a lot of people, to be honest with you, never have a chance to ask these questions. And and it to me, what I've ex- personally experienced is it really is core to one's own happiness. Yeah, and and you do raise the point. It is a luxury, and I I don't take it for granted. It is a luxury to be able to plan your next step. Um, when we're in a world where sometimes those decisions are made for you, so um, yeah, I'm very I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, well, you have definitely earned it, and I'm. I have a big smile because I think this is a very, you mentioned creativity as a sweet spot. And I think it's leaning into an area of strength for you because the world is your oyster. And I can see, you know, I can see, you know, a really, really, really fulfilling uh, pie chart there of, uh, of impact. So um, I am curious, we've, t- we've covered a lot. Do you have a, a top takeaway from our chat? Um, I think I think establishing, you know, creating a pie chart for myself, and it can be a pie chart of a couple different things. Um, uh, priorities, priorities of the use of my time, um, and areas of impact. That's kind of two different charts. Um, you know, areas where your sort of natural abilities um, are most useful. And um, making sure those are fulfilled um, because my job is, as I said before, is an incredibly fulfilling one. Um, and so it's, go- it's going to have to be replaced with something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I appreciate take- going through that exercise of setting priorities. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm cheering for you big time. Thank Please you. Keep me posted, you know, let me know how it goes. And I really appreciate you calling in and sharing all this with listeners. And um, I thank you for being part of the solution. You take good care. Thanks, Molly. Ah, that's so exciting. Okay. I, uh, before we wrap here, I did want to offer something uh, for you. Uh, if you might be someone who's supporting someone who's in grief, and a friend shared this amazing resource person on Instagram, the holistic psychologist with periods in between the holistic and psychologist. Um, and this person went on to say that you know, lots of times when someone is um, grieving, we try to jump in, we want to help them, we're solving, we'll tell them what we did. And it's actually none of that is really helpful. Um, and what I loved is some the simplicity and some statements that she offered that really might be helpful Uh, to folks in grief, um, and they might sound like this. How can I support you right now? I'm here if you want to vent or just to listen. Is there anything I could do to make your life easier right now? What's on your mind or what's in your heart? Or I, I can't imagine how you feel right now. So I hope that gives you a little bit of uh, ammunition as you go in and try to support someone you care deeply about. And I will close with my thought for the week. 
as I catch myself not being 100% focused on the person I'm with at times. And it's a quote I read from Simone Weil. Attention is the rarest and purest form of generosity. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your own top takeaways. And no, I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality, essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Homelessness is a problem that's more costly to ignore than solve. The U.S. spends $12 billion a year responding, but resources alone aren't enough. I'd like you to know there are cities and counties proving what does work. Partnering with Community Solutions, a nonprofit I'm on the board of, more than 80 communities around the country are succeeding in ending homelessness, beginning with chronic and veteran homelessness. They convene local leaders around data and are changing how they work and spend their resources. So homelessness becomes rare. More than half have already reduced the number of people experiencing chronic and veteran homelessness with commitment to get to zero. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org and see whether your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness is an intractable problem. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too. 